if you're looking for a podcast about Game of Thrones, <laughs> this is it. Game of Bones is the best podcast out there. Woo! Sounds like a cat. It's our new theme tune. <laughs> I'm a softer, kind, kinder person now that I have a cat. Aww. I know, it's so sad. I met such the most amazing cat in France in the little mountainside town that I will soon be making my home, I hope. And um, it was amazing. It was like so soft and it just slept on the chair next to me at breakfast, like in the restaurant. And I like kept it hidden so that the waiter wouldn't see it. And <laughs> but I think he did see it. But he Wait, didn't care. was this was like France. a town cat or it, no, you it just was like, happened I think to come across it? <laughs> oh, those town it cats. Owned, it's a town cat. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm an aristocrat right now. Yeah. Um, but no, no, it, I think it like lived around there. Maybe it like lived in the hotel. I don't even know. But it was so, oh, I, I, I'm so Did you catch it? I can't even you, speak. Yes, I caught it. Well, uh, I don't think we were, we were meaning sleeping. to begin an episode, but I think that we just did. Oh, mm, inadvertently. Isn't that Oops. a $5 word, Eric? Inadvertently. I think, in, I think that uh, Selena did that intentionally, given what we're going to be talking about on this episode, because there is a tie between Arya and cats, right? There yes. is. Mm. It's true. And just like Arya, I would be the one walking around going like, I want to cut the wood. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, uh, we, we, we were uh, absent last week because uh, Selena was exploring the countryside. I was exploring the couch that's in my living room. And um, <laughs> I don't know what the rest of you guys were doing. What were you guys doing? Uh, Micah had a speech, didn't you, Micah? Oh, he did. Micah plays for the uh, jazz now, right? The Utah jazz? Yeah, I got traded um, last week to the Utah jazz. And, Carl uh, Malone's going to be a shooting coach. <laughs> yes, because I, I need to learn. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be uh, pretty pathetic seeing this white Jewish boy run up and down the court and just trying to uh, hoist up Wait, three pointers. You're white? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I hate to God. break it to all our listeners. See, we have this trouble <laughs> on MuggleCast as well. Uh, a lot of people thought that I, I was not. So, surprise, <laughs> I, I guess. That. I don't, I don't remember that speculation slash subsequent letdown. Hey, speaking of speculation, we tweeted something on Twitter. We were like, hey, we'll get some voice clips from you guys. And you might have heard it or we might have just decided to scrap the entire idea either way. But there are a few people that are hanging out uh, in our Skype box thing right now. And I just realized that we had one of them in the call as we were recording the episode. Yeah. So hello, Larry the Wombat. You're in the middle of this episode right now. Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I was like, I'm just going to sit back, let him talk. Oh, I don't want to like, you know, interject myself or anything. This, this, this is just like the last episode that we did when Zach had no idea that I was actually on the call. This is bullshit. That was a trick that you guys engineered, and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. If I would have been drinking, I would have spat it all over my electronics. Hello. Hello, it's Pamela. Hey, Pamela. Yeah, it works. It's Zach and Selena. Wow. And Eric and Micah. <laughs> hey, we're here, too. And Eric and Micah. But, meh. Yeah, listen, <laughs> oh, I like you whoa, already. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, it's okay. Absolutely I like, yeah, I like them too. We're starting a new show called Zach and Selena Take Europe, and we're just yeah. going to take it and record Europe. it. Europe. all of it. Yep. So you're not Pluisa, you're Pamela Luisa. I am Pamela Luisa. Pluisa was a very inventive way of saying it, Micah. I loved it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I try. You know, I, I at times I just try, and if it works, it works, right? You know, I've been walking around going, Pluisa, Pluisa. And, and Which has is it like caught a on something. Yeah. 
Card! Water splash! Exactly. I'm a crow now. That's my new voice. That's my new character on the show. It's a good crow. It's a good crow. It's a good crow. Card! Anyway. So we're on Aria 4, and we're doing a... Uh, the one where she goes into the... You know, they get into that whole fast. Yeah. It's like the coolest chapter she's had so far. It is really cool. That's a tremendous chapter, because it starts off so sweet and calm, and, you know, they're frolicking by the waterside, and then suddenly Nymeria's howl in her <laughs> dream just sets my heart racing for the whole rest of the chapter until she makes it into the tunnel. It was amazing. So is yeah, this no. your own? Because we would love to get an own from you. Yeah, that's my own. Nymeria's how I'm, I'm assuming it's Nymeria in her dream who wakes her up and says, get going, girl. I just like the idea of Arya frolicking. <laughs> she does frolic. Poor Arya. She doesn't get much of a chance to frolic anymore. Frolic. So. It's true. It's too stereotypical that girls frolic and pick flowers. <laughs> like She's frolicking and sharpening her knife and her sword. Right. Exactly. Actually, you're right. I think it's the boys that are frolicking. She's she's like getting down to business. Right. True. Well, this is this is uh, interesting. You're like a guest right now. Yeah. So cool. It is. Well, I feel like I've just been uh, hanging with you guys for so long. You guys do such a great job of conversing. I feel like uh, I got your rhythm going. I, I feel Aww. like Zach and Selena do that do that the best, though. Don't you agree? No. I don't know. No. Hey, I think no. all four of you have a talent that we don't get to hear very often out there. So it doesn't matter which which of you are on the show when all four of you are on there it's the the best but if it's just two or three of you it's still you guys still got it it's really fun to listen to well hang on to your hat because you. next week we're having the first ever eric alone episode <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna read from some of his personal notes to everyone he's gonna be like a late night talk host i thought i thought that happens every episode yeah i what? think we're gonna find that people just don't click that episode well dude listen literally we would have seven comments on wick that would say this was the best Hodor. episode of goo Hodor. so far also stannis <laughs> yeah people people have been kind on wick i must admit but we shouldn't name it that's the thing is people do pay attention to the name like the the everybody hates theon episode we got hate because they didn't listen they just, you know, assumed that we were talking down at the end. So we can't name it Eric alone. We have to name it Everybody's On. That's, that <laughs> needs to be the title of the episode. <laughs> That's good. Ah, uh, the gang of four. You're my buds. In fact, you know what's catch on, Micah, is what Zach said. Speed bumps. You can buy them online. <laughs> that changes everything. Changes everything. <laughs> well, my 12-year-old niece loves that. Oh. We were saying it in the car yesterday as we were going over speed bumps. This changes everything. <laughs> it's true. Can you imagine? I'm just thinking about how different my childhood would have been if I would have been able to buy speed bump. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, listen, um, you've been outrageously sweet to us. Thank you for the kind words. Fun. Can I say one more thing? Oh, yeah. Dude, say it all you want. I am rereading books one through four in Spanish because this is my thing. I'm a language Whoa. person. I'm an and so, ow was me where I spelled it A-U-U-U-U-U because that's Spanish. And in Spanish, you spell it like it sounds. That made me so happy when I saw it. That's an incredible concept, spelling it like it sounds. Didn't I name the episode that? Yes, you did. I was so honored. I just wanted to thank you. I was so touched. Like, oh, that's what I wrote. Yeah, you know, animals say different different things in all kinds of different languages. It's really funny. That's a rooster. In Danish, a dog goes, vo, vo, vo. Really? Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's that's next after Spanish. I'd Read say Wolf Danish. was closer. But. Well, so fun to chat with all of you. And you know, Micah, it was your comment on MuggleCast sometime last year where you mentioned that George R. R. Martin wasn't afraid to 
kill off a character that got me to come over here and listen to Game of Own. So kudos to you. Thank you for no. getting me. Do, do, do you dig that more uh, evil side of Joe that kills characters? <laughs> so did that comment get you interested in the series or had you already seen the, the show or read a book? Your comment got me interested in reading the book. So I got the the DVD to listen to, not the DVD, the CD to listen to in my car because I do a lot of driving here in Los Angeles. So I listened to book one after you made that comment, and then I was hooked. I'm like, I got to watch this show if it's, you know, this no book and then Game of Bones podcast and then the show. That that's the order. What's wow. good order? <laughs> and they're two different universes. The show and the books are completely standalone. You can watch the series and not have to watch the books. I think they've done such a great job creating really that world. And you get the same impact. You don't get it in delivery in the same delivery. You obviously get much more detail in the books, but you still get the same impact. Mm-hmm. Hooray, Micah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Hooray. Can I still call you Pluisa? Go ahead and call me Pluisa. It yeah. sounds, I don't know. It sounds weird. You're like a superhero or something. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> thank you so much again for coming. Bye, on. Thank you, Pluisa. Bye. Thank you, Selena. Bye. So we had a fun idea before we recorded. We were like, let's tweet something and let's talk to people because of that tweet. And we did. And yes, we did, fun. and they were very kind. They showered us in kindness and words. They they showered with us. Oh wait, they did shower. With <laughs> us. Whoa, 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 whoa! Listen, don't fight it. They did shower with us. It was a great experience. Thank you to Paluisa for clearing up that her name is not actually Paluisa, but we will continue to call her that as she continues to write in, and it's she's true. now a superhero. Mm-hmm. Selena also has a new name. It's been a very I, productive yeah, I took Sunday. Her, her middle name. I'm now Kiana. So hello, everybody. Kiana. 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 That's close to being a Mortal Kombat character. Uh, Wait, that was that was Erica Kiana that that on the on Twitter. Now I'm getting confused. All right, well, oh that's no, what wait, happens. that's wrong. Yes, <laughs> it's been a week since yes. we've been here. Um, now we are here, and another great and fine chapter of A Clash of Kings mm. is upon us. Indeed. Yeah, they sneak up, man. They just, I don't know. Can I can I borrow everyone's moment? <laughs> yeah. After you said that, I was just like, you know what, Micah? I think I see your point here. And Micah, what Micah is trying to say is, um, look out the window, everyone. It's August fifth. It is the. It's August. I know. And the it's New crazy. Year's almost here. Oh Can you God. remember? It was it's literally like two weekends ago when I was texting Eric when I was out working during the holiday break. In the fields, right? No, I, I wasn't in the fields, <laughs> but I was out working, corn. harvesting corn. And he was like, uh, we were, I'm recording snippets to the holiday episode. Um, he was like, and I was like, cool, let me go record mine outside. And that was at Christmas. And that was like two weekends ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Well, now that it's August, you know what that means? Winter is coming. No, yeah. no you well, didn't. There's fall in between. So chill out, bro. Fall is coming. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully awesome. fall lasts like 15 years. We never have to deal with winter. That would True. be nice. If only our solar system allowed it. If only. Yes. Let's just not record an episode and let's just bullshit. Hot pies. Hot pies. Hot pie. Carn. All right. Ow. Come on, Micah, save us. Well, before we uh, <laughs> before we jump into uh, talking about Arya here in her chapter, there's there was a bit of of casting news that took place uh, during our absence, and I think we should talk about it. You guys were just touching on the fact that really before we know it. Season four will be here um, because time is moving quickly, or so it seems. And so I just wanted to get 
your thoughts and some of these character names. Uh, some have been mentioned in previous seasons. Some are new faces. All right, Micah, hit me with it. Are you talking about the new doctor that was announced today? That's a new face. I know, that's a huge new face. That's amazing. Not that he has a huge face. You get what I'm saying. He, his face is huge. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, Micah, you're talking in particular about the people that have been casted and spread across Wick for a while. Wick being winners coming. And also, Selena, you've been writing about it as well, right? I have. Well, I've been in, you know, France. But people right. have been writing about it. France. There's no. <laughs> do they have internet in that place? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Mace Tyrell. That's one. We do. Yes. And we all thought it was going to be um, Mark Gatiss, but then it wasn't. Hmm. They mixed it up on us. Yeah. That we they still did. don't know who he's playing, but that's exciting. So as uh, Wick, so I'm just so. waiting for this plane to uh, land here. <laughs> it's really annoying, by the way. I'm going to call JFK. I'm sure it'll get me absolutely nowhere, by the way. Listen, I'm recording goo. I need you yeah, to... Okay. I, I'm recording a podcast. You know Can you divert frame? all these hundreds <laughs> of planes that you have landing this afternoon Please. somewhere else so that you don't disturb my recording? Hey, it could be yeah. worse, Mike. It could be an oven alarm. It could be an oven alarm. <laughs> and we'd have to stop the podcast. I mean, come on. No, we just power through. Fun fact, I don't have an oven. <gasps> you cook by you fire, cook don't you? I actually do cook by fire. Oh my god, do you really? By open flame. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I want to go there. So who is Mace Tyrell? Or Tyrell? He's, or one, Tyrell. Of those useless, he's one of those useless males from the Tyrell family, according to he's Lady actually, Olena, right? um According to my article on Hypable, he is the daughter of Lady Olena. <laughs> I was quickly corrected on that. The daughter? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Very nice. My brain was still on holiday. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just going to read exactly from the Winner's Coming article for everyone that's listening, just to sum it up a little bit. So he's George has been giving out clues, and eventually everyone's kind of figured things out. But it is confirmed now that Roger Ashton Griffiths will be cast, and has been cast, as a Mr. Mace Tyrell. The Lord of Highgarden, head of House Tyrell, you know, that guy. He's here, yeah. and he'll be on the show next season. So that's, that's news. Yeah, Our that's show? That's great. Well, not this show, oh. unless he's really, really... Board, and then maybe we'll ask him on. <laughs> well, being the head of High Garden means we'll probably get to see High Garden. Uh, I doubt that he does very much traveling if he has a place to head. Micah and Selena um, are silent. <laughs> I mean, we haven't already seen High Garden, right? So, well, hold on, hold on. His his daughter Marjorie yeah. is getting married to Joffrey. Mm-hmm. This is not unknown information. So, I would think, being her father, he would want to be there for the wedding. Okay, okay. There we go. So he just he just gives the control over to to one of the the nieces and nephews or something. Maybe his Probably. other brother. Want me to read the next casting person? Ooh, yes. Yeah. This article has 535 comments. Wow. Oh my. That is a lot. Do they of all comments. say Stannis? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> you probably want to read or sorry, you probably want to do more than read this next casting. Right, Zach? He wants to shout it from the rooftops. That's exactly I? what I was saying. Yeah. Should I? Yes. Why? Why? Please tell me why, and then I'll 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 pretend that I knew. Oh no! It was, it was a it was a inappropriate reference. Oh, I still don't get it. Okay. <laughs> How does Micah's mind work? Let's figure this out right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Uh, in addition to Mr. Mace, we have some more casting news. Mr. Miss Mace, I love that. Indira <laughs> Varma cast as Elaria Sand, which we all know. 
people have read forward that she is the paramour of Prince Oberyn Martell, aka the Red Viper, who has also been cast. Who has been cast. The paramour, duh. The pa- what's a paramour? It's a big a word of the day. Come on, Eric. Gosh. You know what paramour means? No, I do not know. You what know, paramour Eric. Means. You know. You know. He's googling. I hear the keys. MiriamWebster.com. Ask Jeeves. It is what is a paramour. Oh, okay, here is legit what comes up on Google. Paramore is an American rock band from You're Fresno, spelling Tennessee, it wrong. 2004. <laughs> it's M O U R. M O U R? Yeah. This is amazing. She's not a, a personal rock band for a lover. Couldn't they just yes. say lover? Seriously. No. Par- Paramore. Now I see the Latin root for ammo or well, you, amor. You need yes. to call up Winter Phil and tell him to stop using such big words on Winter's <laughs> Thanks, Phil. A lover, especially the illicit partner of a married person. Now I'm looking at uh, illicit. The illicit. So this is exciting casting news. I mean, obviously, because there are 535 comments on this one casting article. So, yeah, she was in Rome and she's an HBO regular, so it should be good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's she looks ho. great. That's cool. oh. There you go. There you go. I That's this not up. nice. No, 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 no. I don't mean that, but it, uh, illicit means unlawful, apparently. So, the unlawful partner of a married man. So, the Red Viper is a married man. What and happened? And he's getting a little on the side. Really, I guess the other, the big casting news was that Joseph Gatt is going to be in season four, but um, not confirmed exactly who he's going to be playing. A bit of speculation on that post that he could be playing Steer, Magner of Then, right? That's the... Yeah. Uh, the accompanying title that goes along with his name. Uh, he is a wildling leader. Zach, you can say what you said, and we can all laugh again. I don't want to, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a very tight V-neck from Walmart. I'll yes, say he is. nipples are a bit distracting. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, so uh, we're, we're starting to see characters being cast really from some that tie into a lot of different storylines. So it's going to be interesting as we move forward who else we see being cast because really – I'm not sure, you know, who else is going to pop up in this season, depending on what direction they decide to go in and, and what parts of book four they decide to tie into uh, this season. It's yeah. pretty interesting mystery, but I mean, luckily we have this casting news to kind of give us a template to what may be happening in the next can we, season. Yeah, can we confirm that they're dipping into book four at all at this point, uh, based on casting reveals? Like, is the Red Viper strictly a book four person? Something like that is the question I'm not, asking. I don't think we can say anything yet. Um, I, I, at least, I, at this, from what I've seen yet, I don't think we can say i would assume that they don't i mean they probably will start dipping into book four i mean they already kind of have in, oh. in season three um but seasons five and six are going to be really interesting because they're going to have to make seasons four and f- or books four and five and i think that's where the majority of stuff is going to be happening mm-hmm. well it's exciting because right now we know that they are in fact working on season four filming mm-hmm. has begun and we have some fun plans to kind of get some of that interaction in with our show later but for now, we get to sit on the sidelines and look at everyone being picked for this fun job while we podcast about it. It's true. <laughs> so as we podcast, we do, in this off season read along forward into the books. And we have this chapter on Arya, which for me was a surprise because we didn't see it in the show. And I think it is fairly amazingly epic. Yes, I did not expect when I was going into this chapter, and I said this last time too, that, oh, it's another Arya tra- chapter. They're just going to be like looking for food somewhere. Um, but no, I did not expect people to be losing fingers 
and that happens. Yes. As well as people being Thank burned. Thank God, because if nobody had lost a finger in this chapter, I just would have complained. You com- Me too. You would have called it a loss, right? It's just I, yep. it's not as interesting as the rest of the book. This is – Arya's had five chapters so far or four. Is this four? She's had four. And nobody's five yet chapters. lost Who's a counting? finger. I mean, and come on. The, and Theon's only got one. And I'm just like, this is not fair. So – uh, he plenty of fingers. You, so you know, George it? seems to think that Arya's story is where it's at. Uh, although, <laughs> and uh, know, what does is, he know? <laughs> is, <laughs> so apparently, we're supposed to pay attention to everything that's happening. So that's good. Um, but a <laughs> lot, good. a lot did happen in this chapter, and it was, as I said, it was unexpected, but uh, it was exciting. And I expected it to happen slightly differently based on the TV show, but it didn't. So I was actually perplexed. Yeah, and I mean, what were you expecting to be different? Well, you see, these guys who show up and start burning the place down are not, in fact, the the, the gold cloaks or whatever who who they had run into previously. Um, who you know, Yorin barely escaped with their lives. They aren't these guys at all. They're just some dudes looking for Beric Dondarrion. Right, but I mean, it's it's possible that the information could have been passed along to them, and they're aware of the fact that Yorin is is hiding somebody that Cersei and the other Lannisters are looking for. I'm not saying that that's the case, but it's certainly possible, right? I mean... Okay. I mean, either I'm, way, these dudes were hostile. Yeah, you know? oh, very hostile. Who just who just lights things on fire? Come on. You know how long it took to build that? That's disrespect. But you care. know, it's interesting Honey. that you say that that you don't, you know, that 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 change sort of, you notice it, because that's the change. I would not have noticed something... That small, like personally, but it's interesting because I think this is the point point of the story where Arya's story really, really begins to be different from the the show, and I think you're gonna find it interesting. If if not for the Arya parts, then just to compare it to what you saw in season two, because it's gonna be very different. It just it really paints the picture of what is going on in Westeros right now. The fact that you know when they're in the water, you know, I think it's Lamy who references. Yo, I told you I, I could taste the dead bodies in the water when we were drinking earlier, and there's that guy just kind of in the middle of of, of this stream or river or lake or yeah, whatever the they're beside, and they mm-hmm. have no problem going all over to him and essentially poaching and and taking whatever he has on him. There's there's really almost no respect for the dead in that sense. You know, they just kind of take whatever is going to be most beneficial. Uh, to them and it's just a even what was referenced just before with you know these soldiers that come up and they have no problem lighting anything on fire they have no trouble you know doing whatever they did that scared off all of these townspeople uh it's just complete chaos it's complete war yeah and furthermore we got more empty places more places that have been deserted or removed we've been seeing this as a recurring uh trend now in several of the previous chapters you know, Danny, of course, way east, but also uh, the area north of the wall where John is. People are leaving their homes. This would not happen in a peace situation. Are they all running for different reasons? I just like that this chapter turned into its own personal Helm's Deep with all the ladders <laughs> being thrown up on the wall. In Aria and all of them are running around the top of the wall, just basically stabbing it, chopping at people as they fall down. Yeah. And I just don't know why ladders are even... An option. I just can't like and reading this definitely, you know, because it gets quite intense uh once the fires start, once the men start, you know, trying to siege um 
I believe that's the right word for it. But, uh, you know, it, it just, I can't imagine what it must take to climb these ladders because you're essentially vulnerable for the entire time it takes you to climb. And when you get over the wall, if you get over the wall, you're just, you know, met immediately by everybody who's trying to get you away and get you dead. So I, I just can't imagine what kind of uh, fortitude it takes to really seize uh, a, a castle like this, throw your ladder up and, you know, you get your fingers cut off as soon as you put them over the wall. I just can't do it. I, w- I would never, I would fail. It's definitely an amazing scene though. And I, and I think it would have been cool to see in the TV show, uh, you know, especially considering all that Arya does and, you know, her, her whole escape, uh, which I think, you know, it worked in the show. There's no question the way that they changed it around, but uh, just to see everything that she has to do, the you know, just her 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 strength of character, really, uh, you know, that she's able to kind of run in and out of burning buildings. She's able to kill all of these different people, and the only thing she's really thinking about is trying to get away and and save her own life, uh, and in turn save the life of several others. Yeah, it's true. And Yarn puts her in charge too, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. She shows a ton of bravery and heroism in this chapter. Just with her command of everyone when she was in danger, and not to mention her choice to run and grab the axe and to let out the undesirables, let them out of their cage, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. she can, she continually is beyond her age, and it's funny because they didn't put this in the show, and that makes me believe that quite possibly they're trying to hold that piece of Arya to maybe reveal later as it goes on, to give it proper flow you know because she gets very strong and very wise and very brave very quickly in the books yeah you know what i mean yes because look at what she does towards the end of season three in the tv show she has no problem going up and killing those men who are talking smack about her mom (sighs) well right and i mean and in this chapter she doesn't do the same thing but she does defend herself and she she is brave and she does fight so it's essentially the same kind of character trait but you know, they like I said, they kind of wanted to spread it out a lot. I think. I think that that's uh, that's definitely a good point. Uh, I had a, I had a question because, you know, there's that moment where Yorin is talking talking with, uh, Amory Lork, and yeah, you know, they're going back and forth having the exchange about how hey, we're we're the Night's Watch, dumbass. Can't you see that? <laughs> I have my banner right here. There's no lightning bolt on it. I'm not Beric Dondarrion. He's not hiding out here with Thoros Amir. And once all the fighting starts, you know, despite the fact, and I get like at that point, all hope is really lost. Nothing's going to stop it. But Arya yells out Winterfell, and it's you know, I know. <laughs> isn't that stupid? Classic yes. fantasy book, though. And you know what I mean? She keeps doing yeah. it too. She's, Elendil! She she's it's, caught up in the moment, and ne- everybody needs a banner, right? Everybody needs something they're yeah. fighting for. And if you don't have one, you just shout hot pie. Yep, <laughs> yep. that works yep. too. Hot pie. Hot so pie. See how much hot pie failed because Me. he didn't have a banner. The thing is, I guess she was expecting pretty much everybody to die in that battle. Nobody's going to come up to her and go, "So uh, why Winterfell? What's what's the deal with that?" So much was going on; it's chaos. And, you know, George gets away with it, but uh, you know, Arya, you're right, and I, I think it was it was just one of those genuine moments where you love you you love Arya. Though. Yeah. Yes. Even you, you loved you loved. I her. even in that moment, I loved her. Oh. Good. She's no Theon, but that's good. <laughs> it was pretty naive of 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 Yorin to believe that 
simply stating that they were from the wall, that they were men of the night's watch heading to get, you know, sworn in, taking their oaths and move on with their lives, that he thought that would be just enough for these marauding, this marauding band uh, of Lannisters to just leave them alone. Just using all of the context clues that we've read throughout their journey north. I mean, obviously right now, times are a change in, and are a little different. And he even spoke about it earlier in the chapter, the sympathy of people toward the Night's Watch has definitely changed. And so this situation, I think, I mean, what would have happened if they would have sort of given themselves up? Do you believe there would have been as much death and destruction? There would have been death, but I don't know to what extent. Well, that's interesting because what you said, Micah, was, you know, earlier on that you said that it might not have actually been Beric and Darien they were looking for. Maybe that was just what they were saying. But yeah, well, they could, thought they were the brothers without banners hiding in that keep. Well, I took I took it. Well, then couldn't they just show them how many children they were? Because surely the Brotherhood without banners wouldn't, you know, be be with children. Maybe they were still hiding in there. I don't know why they didn't just open the doors necessarily, unless Yorin suspected that they weren't really looking for Beric and Darien. Yeah, it's it certainly begs the question. I, I think that. It's very plausible that they could have just been saying, hey, we're looking for Beric and Thoros and open up your doors, prove that they're not there. But maybe they were looking for Gendry. You know, maybe they met up mm -hmm. with those other gold cloaks along the way and they relayed the information. And, and here's the uh, the reinforcements come to take care of, of Yorin and his men from the Night's Watch. I was wondering because I this is, you know, you mentioned that this scene is essentially omitted from the TV show, but they really combine – the scenes together because Lamy yes. gets it when the gold cloaks come. So I, you know, again, I thought that was a little bit more possibly support for the idea that these guys weren't being truthful, but they do like to burn stuff. Gosh, everything is scarier with fire. I mean, for all intents and purposes, either way, they were attacked and they had to act and they had to move. And a lot of things happened. And uh, Eric, you mentioned fire. There was a very big fire in the barn. Yes. And donkeys were screaming their heads off because they didn't want to burn. Which you would expect a donkey to do. Well, but you would never, never hear that kind of reaction from a camel. And by the way, Selena, uh -oh. I don't know how we've gotten uh -oh. this far into Monday's episode without talking about what you discovered in France. The oh fact my that you, God. That you yes. can purchase these delicious, chewy, chocolate bubblegum treats known yes. as... Camel balls. Camel balls. <laughs> extra sour. <laughs> extra sour. Liquid filled. I'm not even kidding. You know what, guys? I am so sad. I really thought this was a thing, like an American thing that you guys had, so I didn't buy any. But now I'm just like, everybody loves them. We need. To, I need to go back. We need to get loads of these for everybody. The it needs to be like the official Game of Thrones sponsor. It was just in... And you know what? I only saw them in one tiny supermarket and I didn't see them anywhere else. Chickles bubblegum camel balls. And there's a picture of a camel with its back to it's the... It's very suggestive. You know, I know. It's especially proud. With a giant pair of balls. And that's what you're eating when you're chewing. I mean, there's no... There's no way, two ways about it. You're chewing in camel's balls when you put this bubblegum into oh your... gosh. So balls are burning... These animals. <laughs> I, of all the sounds that you can hear in the night, and George, you know, really captures this quite well. The sounds of animals who literally cannot. Eric, Eric is done talking about balls. He's like, just, <laughs> just get on with it. He's like, I'm through with this toy. The sound of animals crying because they they can't escape. <laughs> it's got to be one of the, and they're terrified. You know that sort of thing. So 
Um, that's just one of those sounds that you wish you'd never hear. Yeah, it was definitely an intense night, the way that George painted this chapter. And I really would have liked to have seen this on the show. You know, like I I loved what they did with it in the second season, and that's great. But this was a lot of imagery, and it would have been another set to build and a lot of extra money. But I still think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was very Helm's Deepy, as you mentioned, the siege Mm -hmm. on the tower. I was thinking that of that quite, quite often when I was reading. Yeah. And, uh, the fact that Arya thinks of the hound and his burned face and, you know, she goes and she gets the axe and she throws it into that cart, not really knowing possibly with the exception of Jack and Hygar that these guys are pretty dangerous, right? I mean, they're psychotic to some extent, you know, Rorg and Biter. I, I wouldn't want to free them, but yet she's possibly thinking at the end of the day, well, these guys are going to die and they're also three others that could potentially fight in our favor. Yeah. And adults too is the thing. You know, Yorin's the only grown man there besides the men in the in the cart, I believe. Um so they're gonna need maybe she's deferring to the adults to protect the group, whoever's left. I don't you know, it's hard to say exactly what she's thinking. We are inside her head, but she does really try to just free them because it's almost because it's because it's the right thing to do. And she braves fire. I mean it's it's the hardest thing she's ever done so far is to go back into that barn carrying the axe. And then a tunnel collapses behind her, and right. the future is unknown. Or is it? <gasps> Soft. Right. Scary. She has a lot of those moments in the books. Just throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> Where, like, and, tunnels are closing, and she's crying, but she doesn't know for who. Well, and not only that, though, but she, she, despite it being a nuisance, does everything in her power to save that young girl. Can I say this now? Because it, it fits uh, in sequence, my own of this episode. My own of this chapter. Yes, please. It's it's really between uh, Jack and Hygar and, and Rorg. And it, and it goes like this. Jack, in just being the consummate gentleman, says, good boys, kind boys, called Jack and Hygar, coughing. <laughs> and Rorg just goes, get these fucking chains off. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give it to Rorg there, right? I mean, yeah. he, he's putting yeah, things I mean, in definitely. perspective. Well, my own goes to Mr. Hot Pie for shouting his own name in the heat of battle. I know. Sometimes you need mine. inspiration, and it came right from the heart. So good on you, Hot Pie. That was definitely my own as well. I just, that, that made me laugh so much. Yep. Very, very good stuff. I mean, this chapter was fun. It was a big deal because, I mean, it came out of nowhere, the amount of the depth of Arya that we get to see, if that makes any sense. So I've been a huge fan. It was a lot of own worthy moments. And we decided that... Inside of this episode, we would, I mean, you guys have probably heard some stuff, depending on how it's all cut together, but we would insert a couple owns from you guys, the audience that decided to be on Skype during a Sunday afternoon. And here was their thoughts. Since he ends up being killed, I got to give a little love to Yorin. Oh, Yorin. Yorin. So, sir, Armory Lorch is, uh, you know, he's at the the abandoned castle. I command you once more in King Joffrey's name to prove the loyalty you profess and open these gates, said Sir Amaria. For a long moment, Yorin considered chewing. Then he spat, don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) So Yorin gets Larry the Wombat's own. That's so awesome. He just doesn't care. Alas, poor Yorin. I knew him well. Yeah. You did? You did? I didn't. Ah, Hamlet. Shakespeare did. (laughs) Wait, is there someone on the the Skype right now? on the Skype. Yeah. Erica! Yes. Kiana. Kiana. It's my middle name. Um, hold on. I'm looking through my Kindle right mm-hmm. now. Is that your own? That you have a Kindle? 
<laughs> Hopefully getting an iPad. My birthday is next week. Actually, it's Saturday. And I'm like really hoping my parents get me an iPad. Well, I hope your parents get one too for you. Happy, happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank Yay, you. Happy birthday. Under pressure. It says, um, and who are you, old man? One of Lord Beric's cravens called the Knight in the Spiked Helm. And that full, fat fool of Thoris is in there asking how he likes these fires. Ooh. So, Ooh. Yeah, so one of the night there you go. that's my Good. own Good own. it's a strong own opening up monday it's true well thank you all right erica thank you so much for hanging thank you erica have a great Thanks, day erica. thank you Bye, guys i love her middle name i want i want to i want my name to be kiana that's amazing I do too. I want your name to be Kiana. Kiana, it's it's way better. Maybe I should just make that my name. But one other thing I would like to add is just that how you all reach out to all of the listeners, be it through iTunes or Twitter or Facebook or the website, it's you're so accessible. It's really teaching me how to use all of the social media. So I just thank you. Well, Pamela, say I. I mean, I have a question for you. If you were to to tweet at us, where would you? What what would you do? How would you how would you tweet us? What is at that? Reply. <laughs> I go to my uh, iPhone and I open up my social box Ooh. and I go to my little blue bird. Oh, the little one. I've started calling a raven because that's all I do is Game of Owns. That's cute. <laughs> and I wait. I look for one of your guys' tweets and then I reply to it. Do you Do you know the Game of Owns Twitter handle? Is this a real question? I, I, was, just... I was trying. I was trying to get. I was trying to get Pamela to actually like do the way we oh, close the show. Oh, in. that's oh, genius! At Game of Owns. <laughs> at Game of Owns. That's right. And uh, you know there are other ways to get a hold of us. Like 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 if you're not doing 140 characters, if you're not into that, you can, you can email, email us. Contact. You know Ooh, I know it. It's email. Oh, she got it. Pamela got it. We're, <laughs> there we're, you now, go. We're three for three. Almost. Or we're two for three here. Here's the third one uh, on Facebook. How do you how do you find us? How do you find our wall? I just Close. go Facebook Game of Owns. There you go. That's all you need. You hear yeah. that advertisers audience retention? <laughs> you hear that? Facebook slash Game of Owns. Boom. We've drilled it into our listeners. They can pretty much recite it in their sleep. It's a little mantra I say to myself while I'm brushing my teeth. Great. At Game of Owns. We, we encourage brush. this from everyone who listens. <laughs> well, so you heard it from Louisa that that is in fact our contact information has not changed. Uh, there are a number of other things, though, that we could talk about, namely iTunes, for one. iTunes is, of course, where you can uh, subscribe to this podcast so that it gets downloaded uh, pretty much as soon as it's available, if you have your iTunes up. And one of the functions that you can do on there besides listening to us is rating and reviewing us. Micah, tell us more. <laughs> well, you just stole my whole introduction, so why don't you read some rate and reviews? <laughs> yeah, there you go, Eric. Uh, because my computer is not dealing well with additional programs open right now. It stopped recording. <laughs> and so uh, I have a very legit reason for not uh, opening iTunes right now. Okay, well, I will uh, I will read a couple of reviews uh, for you guys. Uh, but I-, I wanted to throw in one last thing about Aria before we before we leave today. Um, there, there was a, a line at the very beginning of the chapter when she was looking at, um, all the fish and (laughs) she said to herself, it's not as hard as catching cats. Fish didn't have claws. Oh yeah. Again, you know, it's, I always like the reaction when we talk about stuff like this on, on the winners coming comments, which is also another place, uh, where you can leave us feedback, but George R. R. Martin is a smart man, okay? These are the types of things to me that get woven into chapters that aren't just there 
just because there's a bunch of fish nearby. It made me think about the Red Wedding a little bit, you know, that the Tullys Ooh. are- and cats, lions are cats. Oh right. my gosh. They're, they're, they're easier to catch than cats are, than the Lannisters are. And the fact that fish don't have claws, so they're not as apt to be able to Love fight back. That. So mm. that's my intellectual thought for this episode. Well, I got to give my, uh, I, I mean, I haven't given my own yet. I'm going to give it to Kurtz who caught, who caught the fish uh, earlier on, because that's another thing that I just couldn't do with my bare <laughs> hands. I, you could put me Catch in a pond, but I'd starve to death. <laughs> it's like catching fish. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so if you have uh, a philosophical idea on what Micah was just saying, tell us in the comments. Is this imagery too deep for you? Is it not? Let's discuss, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, please. one review. One review. Uh, I'll read on this episode and I'll read a couple more uh, later on in the week. This one, just because it comes from our very good friend and uh, frequent um, guest of the show, Liana Stark. Good. Mm. Liana writes. Promise me, says, Liana. <laughs> yes, that's actually all she says. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, listen Don't forget to, this, to promise me. <laughs> listen to this podcast several times a week on my commute to work. So it's good to know that Liana is, in fact, not dead. Uh, and she is... Uh, in full employment so she is employed um, <laughs> she loves all the hosts I uh, love rereading the books with Micah, Eric, Selena, and Zach adding commentary keep it up so there you have well, it we will if you're a fictional character from a fantasy land you can join the ranks of Leon Stark and right into our podcast that is something in the real world that's true alright gosh well, we got a new month Micah don't we we do have a new month uh, which means, of course, that nothing less than five stars is acceptable. Liana <sighs> had no problem whatsoever adhering uh, to those rules, and I suspect I love these rules. <laughs> that nobody else will either. Yes, we pride ourselves in knowing that we have adequately threatened and otherwise adequately produced adequate episodes for you to continue rating us such highly. Adequately. We adequately love you all. Mm, it's true. <laughs> adequately. Visit hypable.com. <laughs> At, you know, to an ad- adequate degree. They cover um, fandoms adequately, adequately on, on yes. Hypable. Very we'll adequately. We're, we're fairly adequate over there. Yeah. yeah. Adequate-able. Yes. Adequitable. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Adequitable. The new website oh. covering everything that you like, kind adequately. of. Adequately. Sort of well. <laughs> well, there's another plane landing, which can only mean one thing that we've near the end of today's episode. <laughs> Planes and violins are playing in your ears, ladies and gentlemen. It's free. What more could you ask for? It is free. And it's Monday. Another Monday. Camel balls. Camel balls. Camel balls will not be on Wednesday's episode, but we will be, so please listen. I'm Zach. If you've ever tried camel balls, please let us know what you thought in the comments. <laughs> yes, any French listeners. <laughs> I'm Eric Skull. I'm Selena Wilkin. I'm Zach Louis. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I'm Michael. Louis. <laughs> can't even do it. I'm Micah's White, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mika, as they would and probably French say are. in France. <laughs> Mika. Mika Tannenbaum. 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 There you go. Tannenbaum. <laughs>